I'm Jeff Sheesby, a.k.a. The Old Man Who Bets. And I'm Anthony Latino, a.k.a. The Odds Fellow. And this is short-term high-volatility investments, your one-stop shop for sports betting and insights no matter what season is in full swing. And now, let's cash some tickets. All right. What's going on, everybody? Jeff Sheesby here alongside Anthony Latino. Happy New Year. I took a few-week hiatus there over the holidays. Ant kept the lights on. We had our first guest. They swept the board. Was it 4-0, Ant? Six and oh. Ooh. Ooh. Man, that feels good. Six and oh. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are keeping score at home, but that's profitable. That is an undefeated board, and that keeps us hot. Our NFL record right now is wildly impressive, if I do say so myself. What are we, 25 and 12 on the season? I don't know if that includes. With uh, the sweep, we move to 31, 12, and one push. That's pretty damn good. I think I was yeah. responsible for that push. What an idiot <laughs> I am. A total dunce, a true fool. But we've got a great show for you guys today here. It's week 18, the first of its kind. No one's ever had this before. I'm a little, honestly, a little giddy. You know, it's like, it's what week 17 craziness should have been. But week 18, I don't know, Ant. How are you feeling about it? I can't believe it's it's finally here. It's this weird time of the year where the season, you know, you, you thought you had a lot of football left. Then you didn't. Then it was week 17. Then it was fantasy. That was M. She's out. We're back. And now it's week 18. You know, I think some fantasy matchups still going. I don't know why you would put yourself through that and want to have a week 18 championship game. But, uh, you know, Godspeed to those folks. Yeah, chaos there. And I know everybody says, oh, I don't want to talk about your fantasy team, but absolute drama We're gonna talk. in my league. We're going to talk because I want to. I saw the tweets. I saw Yahoo. Then I saw the comments blowing up. What happened? Yeah, it was pretty insane. So Sunday, obviously, uh, third place game. So it wasn't in the finals, but third place game is still third place gets paid out $540. Fourth place gets paid out $0. So the stakes were pretty high here. Um, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was in the playoffs, but I am the commissioner, so I, I still do it. And we do an interesting setup. We do half Yahoo, half FanDuel for, for, your, for your weekly points. So the combination of both of those equals your weekly score in a head-to-head matchup, which creates interesting lineups. If you have Tom Brady and Yahoo, I can play Tom Brady on FanDuel, essentially defensive. Or conversely, if you have Tom Brady and Yahoo, you can then play him in FanDuel as well to get 2x the points. An innovative strategy, neither here nor there. The guy who thought he won in third place, had Buffalo defense. He went to bed a third-place champion. He woke up a third-place loser, also known as fourth place. It was a stat <laughs> correction uh, saying that they had only allowed 13 points because of a safety. But it turns out that safety was on a special team's muffed punt. Special team's points get attributed to the defense, just like a punt return would go towards Buffalo defense. So he went from... Instead of 13 points allowed, which is in the four-point range, he went to 15 points allowed, which is in the one-point range, and he lost by 1.5 points just like that. The drama what was a real. swing. I mean, because you always think about you always think about like a late touchdown or a late field goal or a garbage pick or this or that, but like to have the discrepancy be a safety and then the difference between special teams and defense, I wouldn't even think that way, you know. I know. Yeah, it was. I mean, I I didn't. I looked at it. I was like, oh, that is an issue. That's why I ripped that tweet. Right. You know, I wasn't watching the Bills game that closely. Right. Um, and then uh. all of a sudden I saw somebody was like, yo, that was special teams. And I said, Jeff, you fool for a second time. An absolute dunce once again. Um, but nonetheless. The commissioner I, actually, strikes. <laughs> I caught that before sending out any money, uh, which right. was good. Otherwise, right. it would have been a little chaotic. But. Well, look, I hope our week 18, NFL week 18, it feels funny saying that it doesn't roll off the tongue. But NFL week 18 analysis, maybe – if you do have fantasy going, it still helps you in your league because we'll talk a little bit about who we think 
is playing because you know in our picks and our analysis we looked a little bit at what scenarios mattered because a lot is kind of you know situated from a playoff and a seeding standpoint so whether you're playing fantasy or you're looking to profit you know that's what we want to bring to the table in week 18. Yeah, exactly. In week 18, uh, there's more than just, you know, playoff seating going on here. You know, want to do a quick plug for the Cappers Collective, Capper Cup. Uh, it's a competition that both Ant and I have entered into. Uh, and Ant currently is sitting in first. I'm currently sitting in fourth. Uh, top three get paid. So Ant would need to go 0-4, and, and I'm hoping he does so. Although, maybe 1-4 and four in your one pick on yeah, the show. Yeah, let me finish somewhere <laughs> in the top. You can jump me, but we have to – both of us need to appear on the leaderboard. Yeah, but either way, you know, we've been cooking, man. I've been a, a nice second-half push here, you know, coincidentally corresponding with my slight tweak in handicapping on the season. Ant sitting here at 41-27. and 27. I'm sitting at 40-26 and two um which the math there doesn't oh yes it does you have one more win and one more loss i have two pushes i was gonna say wait a second which yeah. <laughs> which one of us is missing games uh but nonetheless uh it's been a hell of a season there it's been a lot of fun and, and some really good handicappers in there so it's it's great to see hopefully your two favorite hosts uh you know pushing pushing towards the top of the leaderboard yeah. there and but special shout out so to, the, uh, to lose. the dad bods cappers collective they cappers collect with the, their newsletter is a great follow on twitter trying to bring really free stuff free picks free analysis to the gambling twitter community and those that want to subscribe via email so we pulled them into the contest is something we ran at a smaller pool last year we expanded it the hopes of getting 32 we had some in and outs i think we ended up around 30 or 31 um and cappers really helped us get the technology and the content behind it so that we can keep pushing you know those 31 cappers and their picks and their strategies so it's been fun it's been a fun season a long season but i'm excited to crown a champion and hopefully it's the two of us yeah for sure and, and I, I was in the odd shark capper contest last year and i was cruising for the first half then i had one of the worst streaks of my nfl career i think i went oh and nine on back that was the november november stretch we talked about <sighs> yeah yeah it was yeah. it was a dark dark day you know what it might be boy. it might be your mustache it could be your maybe mustache. you think yeah. my mustache is simply allergic to winning bets i could be but it looks phenomenal so i don't know how that would ever be the case allergic to winning bets and allergic to getting my girlfriend to kiss me perhaps we need to reevaluate this whole mustache thing in november but it's for a good cause we're keeping men alive so i will do nothing on that front <laughs> but week 18 man love it i mean it's gonna be a crazy one we've got some games that matter we've got some games that don't i mean i think we have more games that matter at least for seeding than we yeah. have in in previous years i believe the only team officially benching starters right now is the green bay packers Seems that way. It seems like there could be some some movement around the Cincinnati Bengals. So one thing to watch with them. Um, yeah, but those are the only yeah. two that I'm fully, fully aware of right now. Yeah, and the Bengals have clinched the NFC North. They have not clinched a first-round bye, I don't believe. No. They would need to clinch the first number one seed with a win and a Tennessee loss, Kansas City loss, and New England loss, or – a Tennessee loss, a Kansas City loss, and a Buffalo win. So either way, they've got a long shot there. I would imagine they will see some starters playing. But yeah, I believe the uh, the Packers, and that makes sense, right? They're only two-point favorites against the Detroit Lions. Um, so if that wasn't a red flag, I don't know. Yeah, it was that. The final straw there, I think, was the Cowboys' loss to the Cardinals. Yeah, so that kind of yeah, pushed Green Bay over the edge. That would make sense, indeed. But that, honestly, is a good thing for us, right? We have... Uh, 
you know, with with less uncertainty from these teams, it's easier easier to handicap. And uh, you know, there's only a couple of teams that I think are really looking to to spoil. You know, we've got yeah. the toilet bowl of the Washington football team versus the New York Jets. I do like the Washington football team, even though that's not going to be an official pay from play for me here. Hey, they play well for Rivera all year. I was on them last week, and it was a show. Uh, it was a pick actually that Guns released at the early line. I think at three or three and a half took the Eagles. So we had that at the show release again. This is usually Wednesday, Thursday, right? Yeah. By the time we got to Sunday morning, I grabbed it and released it to our VIP team. Plus six, plus six and a half in some spots for Washington. I think that game ended up at like a five, four or five point game. So yeah, 20 to 16. You know, super yeah, sharp, were, right? The Washington football team, man, one of my biggest disappointments of, of, of 2021, yeah. honestly. I had their team total over at eight and a half. We obviously didn't hit that. I had them to win the division. We didn't hit that. But you look at this schedule for them, man. I mean, they lose to the Eagles by less than a score. They lose to the Eagles by 10. They lose to the Cowboys by 7. They lose to, let's see here, uh, the Bucks. They beat the Bucks, which is insane. They lose to the Broncos by a possession. You know, yeah. They're in every single one of these games. Honestly, and- I think the only one they weren't in was the second Cowboy game. Yeah, and the Bills early season. Yeah. But either way, it was like – you know, Chargers first game of the season, yeah. four points. You know, yeah. maybe if Fitzpatrick doesn't go down, maybe if uh, Chase Young doesn't go down, we hit that. You know, it was right there. It was it was it was close every game, which was a uh, which was a bummer. But you know, speaking of NFL futures, um, I do have a couple bullets still alive here. I've yeah. got the Titans to win the AFC East or the AFC Championship at just over. I think it's plus eleven hundred. I got that right after they lost to the Jets, so I felt like I was getting some pretty good value there. Um, and my other futures are are doing quite well, actually. I had what were the, the ones you released on the show? I know I had two. I think we both did an AFC and an NFC official. Yeah, we did AFC and NFC. Um, I have the Patriots over nine and a half plus one hundred five, right? Cashed. Colts over nine plus one hundred five. They're at nine wins right now, I believe. Yeah, and they have a favorable matchup in Week Ten. Yeah, fifteen point favorites here in Week Week Eighteen. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. That's actually one of my favorite bets of the week. Um, what else do we have? So that's two and oh there. You, I you missed... can middle you can middle that future a little bit with the just taking the ATS, you know, have a little yeah. fun. I'm doubling down though, baby. Fortune favors the brave. So two and oh on the A or well, that's one pending, but that's a push at a minimum, which is good. So one right. one and one with the Washington loss. Then I have the Bucks team total over eleven and a half for two units. I believe that hit, right? Did they just hit win their twelfth game? Um, which is fantastic. I will and check then... while you're going through it. How many is that? That was only four. I think there was one more. The Bucks are twelve and four. Yeah, so it was eleven and a half. So that hits. Bucks are twelve and four. Let me pull up the action network real quick. I've got them logged in there. I was going through my notes. My notes aren't all that. Let's see. Washington football team over eight and a half loss. Cowboys over nine wins. Win. Patriots over nine and a half. Win. Colts over nine. Push with the potential to win. And Bucks over eleven and a half. Two units win. So we're looking at yeah. four and one on futures if the 15-point favorite Colts can get a W this week. So I'm feeling pretty okay about that. Yeah, I went one and one. I only released one of each. But for the AFC, I stayed in the AFC East with you. And I guess this might be another friendly wager. I think I might be down two martinis, if not multiple Uh-oh. martinis at this point. <laughs> uh, I took the Dolphins over nine and a half. Um, they will likely finish the season at either eight or nine wins if they get the upset over the Pats. Um, they tried valiant effort, right? You start one and seven. I thought that thing was cooked, but right. then they come rolling down the stretch. And I'm like, maybe it has a chance. Eight and a half would have been awesome. You know, I should have yeah. known that that number, 
you know, sub, you know, over nine at nine and a half or 10 was tough, but you know, seven or uh, eight and a half or eight would have been a little bit more ideal. Um, Absolute sweat there for sure. Exactly. But Hey, they they battled. And the other one that was, you know, no sweat for a while though. They were in some close games. So I give them credit. I give, I give Dan Campbell credit was the lions under three and a half. And I think at the time too, I said, take some alt lines that line might even be four and a half, but you know, they're sitting at two thirteen and one with that tie. So like I said, a couple close calls, they lost some, mm-hmm. some games down the stretch. They should have won. They came back in some others. Um, so they're at two thirteen and one. We'll cash that. We'll go one on one. But I do have a future that I released similar to what you did with the Titans. I grabbed the Rams when they were a game or two back of the Cardinals um, at plus one twenty five to win the NFC West. So right now they're in the driver's seat for that. So I hope they they can finish the job. Yeah, no, Whammy did pretty strong line this week, four and a half. I thought I don't think I'm going to touch it, but it's definitely an interesting one. Um, all yeah, right, man. week 18, man. Let's dive in here. Uh, I've got some thoughts. I think it's going to be a good. Well, I've got some thoughts, Ant. Do you Spicy. have some thoughts? I have many thoughts. So while you're while you're going through yours, I know you you're going to do two or three. I got one. Yeah, I've got two. Two that you I'm feeling good about. More to come this weekend because yeah. there are a couple other spots. Yeah. You know, just a quick recap of I, I made a pivot. You know, kind of halfway through the season, not really a, a huge pivot, but was really looking at DVOA, which is defensive value adjusted over average. Uh, essentially, looking at how much how much better a team is versus league average per play per situation. Um, so a great stat. I've been looking at that, you know, against the spread. So if a team is 20% better than the other team and it's a three point spread and there's a second game with a 20% difference and it's an eight point spread, we're using that eight point spread as, as perceived value or perceived strength. And, and the other one, of course, perceived weakness. And we've been on t- 20 to 12 runs since week 11. So it's since moving on here. So, so far, so good. Um, and, you know, essentially the DVOA to spread metric here is dividing the difference in DVOA, which is a percentage, you know, anywhere between zero and 56, I think was the biggest I saw on here, divided by the spread. Um, and then you get a number, a decimal generally, occasionally it goes over one. But that what I've seen since week 11 is that the average of that is generally between 0.18 and 0.33. Does that make sense, Ant? You're with me there? It's math. I'm in. It's math, right? So, for example, here, the Chiefs, there's a 21% difference in terms of their DVOA. The spread is 10.5. 10.5 divided by 21.4 is 0.49, right? So we're seeing that range between 0.18 and 0.33. Anything that falls into those I see is a, is a properly graded line, something that I don't have an edge on unless I'm playing more on a scenario or, or, or a talking point, right? A little bit more of the art rather than the science. I extrapolate that a little bit larger. Anything between 0.1 and 0.4, I would then extrapolate into kind of a sharp line, right? Maybe a lean or a slight edge. Anything bigger than that or smaller than that, so like you know, 0.05 versus 0.7, I would consider either a, a really strong line for a favorite or a really strong line for a dog. So what I'm looking at this week is there was a lot of 0.45s and above, and that's strength for for the favorite. So I'm looking at a couple big favorites this week. Do you uh, know that within that twenty on. that twenty to twelve run how many of those you kept in the ranges and kind of stayed to the model versus where you went to the narrative or to the? I, would, I don't have that exact number. That's yeah. a really good question. Yeah. Um, but I would say eighty plus percent. Yeah, um, See, that's mostly been, a been the focus, right? Yeah, things I've been found get a little fishy when it's like you know a, a perfect example was last week. Um, what was it? Or maybe the, the Bills and, and the Patriots was a good example of that, where they're both very similar in terms right. of percentage. You know, it's like two or three percentage points, and the line is like minus three at for the home team, which is like a really stock line. Yeah. 
so that gives you you know like a, a plus a, over a one right a three divided by 0.25 is is 1.15 or whatever um so that's the only really scenario I've, I've been struggling with to determine if that's actually a stock line it gets a little funky um, but I've been using those averages of 0.18, 0.13 times the difference to kind of find projected lines and where it should be. So I've been trying to use whether or not we're inside that projected range versus outside of that projected range as, as strength. But outside of that, for ones that aren't one to one, it's been directionally very, very solid. And, you know, not a different exercise than looking at records versus spread. You know, I just think it's a little bit more of an accurate way uh, right. to, to determine line strength. Yeah. Yeah. I always be careful with trends, right? They're, trends are meant to regress sometimes. Yeah, big time. And, you know, I think the one thing that's interesting here, you know, kind of numbers aside, kind of bringing it back down to, to just normal speak is that all the favorites this week or eight of them at least are above that threshold of what I consider a strong line, which usually isn't the case. Usually there's a bunch of trap lines that are favorites that don't make sense to play. But we're looking at KC. Um, let's see. KC, Washington football team, Baltimore, Indiana, the Colts, Tennessee, the Rams. And the Cardinals are all above that 0.4 threshold. I think so in a lot of those cases, up. you have a team that needs the game for some mm -hmm. purpose, even just to keep pace with another team where they need a little bit more help versus teams that might be in tankapalooza mode or just draft picks, right? They have no playoff hopes, no playoff scenarios. At this point, they're either playing spoiler mm -hmm. or they're trying to get a better draft pick. So it's really interesting. That's probably what's driving a lot of that split. Yeah, 100%. So those are the eight, and then there's two underdogs. The, the Browns and, and the Lions both check those boxes of being under point, point one, um, which is interesting. But both of those are really, really funky. All the other games are within that threshold. I'm determining sharp lines, not even looking at them. So uh, that's kind of where I'm getting. There's a couple that were close. The Falcons is right at point one one. It's a really sketchy line based on records. Carolina at point one four, really interesting as well. Obviously, the Bucks are banged up. They've clinched the division title. They're looking to win, but it'll probably be – Kind of dirty two weeks in a row. You know, they didn't cover last week, barely won. Miami is a good spot as well, 0.17, but still, you know, right where that line probably should be. Uh, and the Raiders, probably the game of the week, right? Win or go home, uh, unless there's that tie. Yeah, scenario. an official, it's like I always joke, I always say loser leaves town because my WWE, WWF days, right? The loser leaves town match was the, was the best, bro. Besides the right. ladder match, it was it was bar none, the, the loser leaves town match. But this is a really a lo loser leaves town match. Like, this is it. This is playoffs already. Sunday night football. Playoffs start early. It feels like the yeah. uh, the wild card playing game. Yeah. That I had a stretch of that with the well Cowboys, the where it was like <laughs> six years in a row, where the division title in week seventeen was on the line, and I felt like for six years in a row they lost. But hopefully, if you're a Chargers or a Raiders fan here, you get what you want. Yeah, big time, big time. But anyway, so that that takes me into my picks this week, right? Of those favorites. I like the Chiefs. They can clinch the number one seat with a win. The Washington football team is two bad teams playing for pride. Hard to gauge motivation there. Baltimore needs help, but they do need to win. Indianapolis needs to win. They can clinch with that win. The Titans can clinch. Um, I think they can get something with a win. Not as the Titans though. get the, the Titans get the number one seed with the win. Okay, and yeah. that one I think I'm going to stay away from because yeah. they have clinched that playoff berth. Right. Uh, and it's a very big number. So a 10 and a well, half. Well, the only, the only thing there, just to, to piggyback on it for people, and I might try to do a little parlay here on the on the, mm -hmm. and we'll we'll get it towards the end. But sure. if the Chiefs win on Saturday, which is the interesting thing with this game being Saturday versus Sunday, then yep. the pressure is on for the Titans to get the win. Maybe not the cover, but the win mm -hmm. on Sunday to lock up that number one seed. Because the only way the Chiefs can get there is with a win and a Titans loss. 
Right, right. And so. I do love – that's honestly one of the reasons I love the Chiefs here is because they don't know the outcomes of those games. So we can actually expect hopefully as close to a, a 100 point or 100 percentage of, of effort. But, um, but, yeah, enough rambling about these metrics that we've created. Uh, my first pick is the Chiefs minus 10, minus 115 on the road versus the Denver Broncos. And you have any action on that game? No, but I definitely lean there. Um, I think if you look at what the Chiefs have done in division this year, they've really shown out. I mean, that's that's kind of what got them going on this little stretch of run and games where they just they started beating up. I think the first game might have been against the Raiders or the Broncos, and then they got rolling a little bit from there. So they are so much more healthy on defense right now. Um, that's actually why they ended up, you know, it wasn't the defense. They gave up a lot of yards and chunk yards to Burrow. But that team was up 21-7 at one point. I think they only scored three points in the second half. That was offense, yeah. right? That was offense getting outmatched. If that offense put it up a little bit more, the defense, you know, held Burrow somewhat in check, right? But, um, you know, they'd probably be looking at a different scenario right now. So I love the Chiefs. I still like the Chiefs as, uh, you know, kind of playoff Super Bowl contenders. So uh, I think it's a great spot for them. Yeah, you know, very deja vu-esque of their last Super Bowl run where this defense, which was underperforming wildly based on stats, got it together and held people to points. And, you know, so we look at DVOA here. The difference is 21.4 between these two teams on a spread of minus 10. Uh, a similar difference here is the Cowboys this week uh, at a 20.9% difference. So right there, both about 20%. That line's only minus 7 so, you know, in theory, there's 3.5 line, uh, points of, of perceived strength towards uh, towards the uh, the Chiefs here. So I think what's interesting here, you nailed it, and that defense is something I love here. Of course, this is a tough game, you know, short week on the road uh, in Denver, you know, cold and uncomfortable with thinner air. You know, teams struggle there all the time, but this defense has been, uh, you know, phenomenal second half of the year. Of course, they have had some easier matchups, but... Um, you know, we look at first the Steelers, they allowed 10 points, the Raiders, nine points, the Broncos, nine points, the Cowboys, you know, one that's very noteworthy, only nine points, the Raiders a second time, 14 points, uh, and the Packers only seven. So the only real bad performance you just touched upon, it was kind of against the Bengals. But one thing that the Bengals have is stud wide receivers and an absolute gunslinger. Denver has Drew Locke. So uh, I feel pretty good about that not being not the same. If it was Teddy uh, covers, maybe we're having a different conversation. Big time, right? Teddy. Way Teddy more, too I don't loves think it should be a double digit spread. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So that feels great there. This Chiefs offense also humming. They've scored thirty plus points in each of their last four games. So it's a must win win game for home field advantage and seating. Something that obviously you know good teams go out of their way to to to, to show up for. Um, so with the, 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 the data, the art, and the science, uh, I'm loving the Chiefs already locked it in. That's at minus 10, minus 115. Love it. Love it, love it. Where should we go next in the little playoff round, Robin? Mm, well, I've got some thoughts on the Colts. What, what, uh, I want to pop it over to you. What are you looking at here? So I am looking at another messy AFC North battle and matchup here. Um, and we're going to stick with what works, you know, science, math under point totals right that's what we're going with so we are taking uh probably gonna uh, see i go back and forth here but i'm definitely gonna be on the first half so i actually like the first half under uh right okay. now this isn't out everywhere but at least DraftKings has a 20.5 number at minus 115 the full game is sitting around 41 and a half i think both numbers are good um at the end of the day why i lean first half here just to get mm -hmm. into some of the data is you know a lot of the trends that um you have with these two teams so just looking at 
them playing each other. You know, first and Is foremost, Baltimore, there was. You said. Yeah, what? Yeah, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Sorry, okay. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, sure AFC there. North. Yeah, so this is a must again. So I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> All good. So let's look quickly at the scenarios there, just for both these teams, because it is a must-win for both. You know, somewhat of a loser leaves town, but both these teams do need help. So mm-hmm. not as clear a path for the Chargers or the uh, Raiders that exist. So sure. Baltimore. Uh, so let's start with Pittsburgh. I think it's a little bit easier here. Pittsburgh clinches a playoff berth with a Pittsburgh win, plus an Indy loss, plus the Raiders chargers not ending in a tie. So you just need an outright winner there. Right? So the big thing is really, we're talking about Pittsburgh win plus a Colts loss. Now that's tough. The Colts play at the same time Colts, that matchup, I think you said is what sitting around 15 and a half. So that's, yeah, I'm seeing 15 minus 110 on DraftKings as of 12, 15 today. Yeah. So unlikely. And I think Baltimore, uh, Baltimore can get in with a Baltimore win. A lot more help. They need a Chargers loss, a Colts loss, and a Miami loss. So very specific there with the tiebreakers. They can't have the Chargers beat the Raiders where the Steelers have a little bit more flexibility. So you got both teams coming in with a lot to play for to at least cling to their playoff hopes. When these two teams met in Week 13, they scored 39 points on an under 44. That line Mm -hmm. did tick down a little bit. Uh, I would have loved to see it go even lower, but it's sitting at 41.5, 41 already in some spots, so I think it's moving. But a couple things that jumped out to me, you know, just to talk about why I'm targeting that first half, is in that matchup alone, there was 28 points in the fourth quarter. This game was 7-3 at halftime, 10-3 at the end of the third, and then an explosion. That's kind of similar to the uh, Cleveland-Pittsburgh game that we just witnessed on Monday Night Football, where I was also Mm -hmm. on the under there. That game um, went under 43 and a half at 40 points. Seems a lot closer than it actually was for most of the game. It was 10-0 at halftime and 13-7 at the end of the third. So you had a 20-point explosion in the fourth quarter and some of this garbage. So what I'm trying to protect myself against here is a little bit of that garbage and that noise. You know, these teams chasing, maybe somebody has a big lead. Maybe it's a two-point conversion BS, right? Sometimes that hurts you. Sometimes that helps you. So I do like the teams to come out, try to run the ball, um, start slow, you know, we don't know what the weather is going to be like, but obviously it's a January day in, the, in an AFC North city. Uh, this game's in Baltimore, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, 20.5 uh, first half under. I got some more on the division and how these teams match up, which I could rattle off. But any quick takes or reactions from you? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I was looking at the um, the team power ratings from teamrankings.com, which sorts by home games, away game, not division, non-division, but also first half and second half. And you've got Pittsburgh at the 28th ranked first half team, and they jumped to 12 in the second half. Baltimore 18 and 17. So to your point of <laughs> the Steelers getting hot for some garbage time touchdowns, very much makes sense. You know, I think one thing that would be of a concern for me has just been this Baltimore secondary, both injured and getting exposed regularly. But thankfully, Big Ben looks like he's running in quicksand just about every time he touches the ball. So they can just get even an ounce of pressure on him. You know, that should uh, hopefully sure up uh, the liability of of the secondary there. So it feels like a good matchup. And you said it, the weather, January, AFC. uh, Yeah, and and look, I mean, just to raise you a point on the the Steelers and Big Ben against that secondary, because it's it's a great point, right? Baltimore, they've they've been probably second or third top, you know, in terms of, and we might have some stats on this too, but like they just feel like they're decimated by injury and COVID every single week. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't sure. even care if Lamar Huntley plays here. I honestly kind of lean a not so healthy Lamar that maybe can't get going, maybe doesn't have the speed and the burst that he normally would. I'd be more afraid of Huntley who can seems like he can sling the ball around a little bit. But Roethlisberger in that Monday night game, 
right, against another, again, a banged-up uh, Browns team, 24 of 46. That would terrify me if you were talking about points and totals because 24 of 46, you know, the, the decent amount of completions, right, not the best clip, a lot of pass attempts, which means they were throwing the ball. 24 completions for 123 yards. Ooh. They didn't move the ball at all, man. Like it's they couldn't. And if you watched way. it, yeah, from the eye test, like it's it's just not pretty, right? So some of that was at the beginning of the game, obviously. Uh, I think their defense kept them in it. A lot of pass rush, a lot of pressure, which again, you know, helps against a maybe banged up Lamar or an inexperienced Huntley playing it tough. Yeah. I think his first Steelers matchup, his first game in this rivalry, in this division. And when you look at these two teams in the division, because I had some of these stats from last week, um, Pittsburgh in the division now with that other under. They're four and one to this number to the under. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit closer when you look at Baltimore. Um, they are two and three to this specific number, but one of those losses was a forty-six point game in Cleveland, where again, I rattled it off. You you had kind of that first half, second half type of split. So in that game, Baltimore had scored six points in the second quarter, three points in the third quarter, and then thirteen points in the fourth quarter uh, in total. Right. So that number, I think, it was closed on like a forty-two or a forty-three or a 44 rather is actually pretty close went slightly over at 46. So you're right in the ballpark to get, get me that low number, go low, but let's stick with the first half of 20.5. All right. No whammies. I don't hate Baltimore minus five there. You know, that was one of the favorites that was popping, you know, above my threshold uh, of, of, of line strength at minus five. Not sure if I'm going to play it yet, but uh, we'll see. And Chucky, why are you seeing this live on your feed? Obviously because you follow a while at 1.37 PM and we put out great content neither here nor there, but I got one last pick for us here. Uh, that's going to be the Colts minus 15 minus 110. Uh, similar here, you know, super strong line in terms of the DVOA to spread ratio um, at 0.71. Uh, so that's really popping. They clinch with a win here. This is a revenge spot. Um, and they're coming off a loss, which I, I do like here. That loss to the Raiders, um, you know, really ups the ante. You know, one game to kind of rule them all here, which is great. And you look at this Jags team that they're playing against. Um, they just got absolutely slaughtered, you know. By the, by the Patriots. Um, Stevenson ran for 107 yards and two TDs. Harris popped in another two TDs. And the Patriots have the ninth-ranked rush, according to DVOA, where the Colts are number one. So if there's ever a way to continue to exploit that, that would be great. Um, but, you know, I think a, a line comparison and line scaling, you know, shout-out to Sharky Waters Nation. He does this better than anybody I've ever really met in terms of historical lines. Um, now, this is a Colts team that was minus 10.5 versus the Jags earlier this season. Uh, and they didn't cover. Uh, at, at, they won by six. So they missed that spread, and now they're on the road and five points stronger. Um, you know, that's Vegas telling me to take this all day. That's saying the sheep are going to be like, oh, there's so much value on the other side. I don't think so. I think this is strength all day. I think the Colts absolutely bring it against a team that was tanking for Tua uh, once again. You know, tanking for Trevor, tanking for Tua. Never ends. I don't even never know what the first round is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like they're going to have a great pick this year, this Jaguars yeah. team. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at the Chiefs uh, minus 10 and the Colts or yeah, the Colts minus, minus 15 uh, to bring us home. No whammies. And, look, I mentioned it before. So if you want to mess with this, obviously these are – just kind of consensus odds and lines. So shop around. Some books won't allow you to do this all completely anyway. So you also might depend on your book. Um, but if you wanted to have some fun, do it lightly, tread lightly. We always like to tread lightly on these parlays, these parlays, these surgical things that are storming the internet, right? So, you know, I'll let Jeff give the warning disclaimer notice. But if you take the Chiefs, the Titans, so the Chiefs right now should be like minus 490, Titans minus 525, your Colts minus 1000 
Uh, Buffalo minus twelve fifty, and New England minus two sixty five. So all those teams either need or they're playing at the same time. Um, need to win to lock up a seed or need to win to at least have the tiebreaker if that other team trips up. So five teams there, massive money lines, massive favorites. But if you don't want to mess with the spreads in the back door, that pays out probably around plus 130 to plus 140, depending on where your money line odds check out. So not massive odds uh, because you're playing so many huge favorites, you know, but maybe fun to take, you know, three, four or five of those and throw a quarter or a half or a unit on those. I wouldn't go much more than that because when sure. you need, five things to happen. The outcomes uh, are not so much in your favor from an odd standpoint. Big time. But I love it, man. I love it. This is going to be week 18. Bonus week of football. We're stoked about that. Uh, the beers stay cold. Hopefully the picks stay hot. My name's Jeff Sheesby alongside my main man, Ant Latino. This was, this is, this always will be short-term high volatility investments. Thanks for listening.